This is Magic Drive Time, your daily dose of Orlando Magic basketball. Drops it off to Vooch, he'll dunk it down. Daddy Vooch! Magic Drive Time is presented by International Diamond Center, your local diamond experts since 1981. Throws up ahead to Isaac and look at the tomahawk from the seminal. Chief Osceola smiling somewhere. Now here's your host, Jake Chapman. And welcome to Magic Drive Time, Tuesday, November 5th. I'm your host, Jake Chapman. As always, we are presented by International Diamond Center, the magic in Oklahoma City tonight. First of two out on the road. It's OKC tonight at 8 o'clock, pregame at 7.30. You can hear that game over on 104.5 The Beat, and then tomorrow night an 8.30 tip against Luka Doncic and the Dallas Mavericks. That game back here on our flagship station, 96.9 The Game. With that, we head to Oklahoma City. Roy Perry covers the Magic for the Orlando Sentinel. He's on Twitter, at OSRoyPerry. Perry with an A, not an E, and Roy's my guest today on Magic Drive Time. Roy, how's OKC doing? Uh, it's, it's beautiful out here. Uh, and, and thanks for the clarification on the A. I appreciate that. That's yeah, got to make sure, that. absolutely. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's very pleasant out here. So uh, it's, it's great basketball weather, I suppose. Actually, better football weather, but uh, it's really good basketball weather, too. Well, it's funny that you say that. Oklahoma City is so weird as somebody who has traveled a little bit on the NBA circuit. It's certainly, you know, one of the most, I guess, relaxing. <laughs> you know, you get in. There's never much going on uh, as opposed to some of the other cities on the circuit. But it is a, it's a, it's a football-crazed uh, area, isn't it, between uh, Oklahoma, obviously Oklahoma State. I mean, it, it, it's kind of all that matters there, and yet that OKC team, granted the team has been really good for about a decade now, but... Uh, it's a cool building to be in when that team's playing well. Yeah, you know they they all wear the white t-shirts and you know they, they the thunder up theme that they have and uh, it's really a pretty cool atmosphere. It is if you you know if you ever get a chance to come out and watch a game here, it's uh, certainly worth it. Um, definitely difficult on on visiting teams. It gets really loud, and, and uh, certainly don't expect that to be any different tonight. Let's talk magic a little bit, Roy. Uh, Markel Fultz inserted into the starting lineup on Saturday. Were you surprised that Cliff made the move that early, and what was your reaction to it? I mean, I think probably you know Cliff has said he wasn't happy with the starts to halves uh, early on here in the season. I think the offense, you can tell needed something, maybe the second unit needed something, and that's the DJ Augustine part of the equation. But were you surprised Cliff pulled the trigger this early? A little bit, just because, you know, Steve uh, likes the you know, he's an old school coach. He doesn't, you know, not necessarily against change, but he doesn't make change just to make change. So I think that probably what predicated this more than anything is just not letting it get too far away from them. Um, you know, their defense has been really good aside from the Milwaukee game. Uh, the effort's been really good aside from that Milwaukee game. So, you know, just the fact that they need to score more points probably had a lot to do with that. And, and um, you know, DJ gives the second unit a little bit more shooting. Markel, obviously, really good with the with the basketball different style player than DJ. So it gives him a little bit different dimension. He's able to get into the paint pretty much whenever he wants to. And I, I think really the key is he, he is definitely someone who looks to get his teammates involved. Uh, he's definitely not a score first point guard. And, you know, that's the same with DJ. So in that regard, they are similar. So there won't be a lot of change, you know, with, with the other four guys around him, but certainly his ability to penetrate and find, and find teammates is really, really, uh, it's excellent. So, you know, Steve Clipper talked about in shoot-around today that he just has a really great feel for the game. He does a lot of things that you cannot coach. Uh, so, you know, just sort of getting him minutes with those other with the other four starters, I think, is, you know, certainly going to help the first unit. Isn't it bizarre? Here we are on November 5th, and Markel Fultz is the starting point guard of the Orlando Magic not long ago, what, six weeks ago? <laughs> you didn't, you know, nobody, it was just a giant question mark. What have been your impressions of Markel, the player, but also 
Also the man, also the kid. I mean, there were, I think probably it was impossible not to come into this as somebody who does what you or I do without preconceived notions about who he was, both as a player and as a person. And I feel like he's just sort of wiped away everything that people thought about him. From what I've gathered, he's he's been nothing but professional, and he's certainly a, a pleasure to talk to anytime I've dealt with him. That's a great point, Jake. I think that, I mean, I had this on a, uh, one of our podcasts with Brant Parsons a couple weeks ago. We were talking about it. it seems like it's been like a thousand years ago that he was, you know, coming off the injury. And, you know, all the work that he's put in speaks to his character and to his commitment to the game and how he wants to get back on the floor, how much he loves playing basketball. Look, I don't have a, a ton of experience dealing with professional athletes or NBA players in particular, but in my interactions with, with Markel, I mean, I don't see any of that stuff that's, that was talked about before. It's a, you know, he's a, he's a bright guy. He, he really loves playing basketball. Uh, he, he's very thoughtful with his answers. Uh, just, and you know, you mentioned the word professional. Absolutely. And I, I just, I don't see any of those, those things that were, you know, that were sort of, you know, hanging around with him before in Philly. It just, it is almost like he just took the eraser and walk and uh, wiped the chalkboard clean and started over. And you're seeing, you know, sort of that. And I think part of that is the approach that the Magic took with him mm. as well. They, they didn't put expectations on him. They didn't say, here's a timeline, Markel, we want you playing by this date. They, they just said, hey, how can we help you? We want you, know, we want you to succeed. Here's what we can do to help. And it just the, the partnership between the two just has, seems to really, has seemed to really work well. Markel Fultz in the starting lineup. Obviously, you know you, you talked Roy a little bit about the the impetus for that um, playmaking, and and I, I think basically, look, he was finishing games even before he was inserted into the starting lineup. That's the most important thing. Whether or not you start, whoever finishes games typically uh, are your best five players. And I I think it's hard to deny that despite the year that DJ had last year, Markel Fultz is the more talented of the two, and probably if he's up for it, you know, getting him in the starting lineup and and bumping his minutes up is important. But then there's that sort of ripple effect with the second unit. Terrence Ross still hasn't gotten going yet, and it feels like um, defenses and and specifically bench units are keying in on him. DJ with the second unit, taking away a little bit of, uh, of focus from T. Ross. How can that work out, do you think, as far as perimeter shooting goes? Yeah, that's a great, that's a great point as well. You know, it's, it's one of those things where you, you don't really know how a guy is going to respond coming off a, a, a career year like, like Terrence had last year. You know, he, I think that the, the biggest factor last year for him was he was injury-free, so he got a chance to play. He was on the floor a lot. So, and I don't know, you know, expectations obviously are, are, are different for everybody and, and certainly higher for this team this year. So I, I, I don't know that, that Terrence is necessarily putting any more pressure on himself, but, the, you know, he, he does need to score to help that second unit go. And so I, I think maybe that's just a little bit of it. You see maybe he, he's rushing shots just a little bit. Um, I don't know that he's really taking – the quality of the shots are are not worse than they were, uh, at least what I remember from last season. But it, it just seemed like he's maybe just pressing just a little bit um, because he knows he needs to get going and he has been struggling. So, he, you know, he's one of those guys, too, that can hit five or six shots in a row and just that's it. He just turns on and obviously the human torch, as we all know. So I think and he saw a little bit of that, um, you know, against Denver on Saturday in that fourth quarter. He had seven points. You, you, you sort of saw – the flashes of, of what Ross can do. So I think maybe having DJ out there a little bit you know, with a little bit of that outside shooting can take a little bit of pressure off Terrence and teams can't quite key on him as well. 
so, you know, we'll see. Maybe, you know, maybe he takes a little more of a, a you know, fake and drive to the basket kind of approach with shots now. Maybe, you know, guys close out, pump fake it into the lane, take some short-range, mid-range jumpers to kind of get going a little bit. So, you know, obviously his three-point shooting is, is important to the team. At, you know, and they've, as a team, they've certainly struggled. Uh, so, you know, once he gets going, and he's really not that far off. You know, he just makes a couple of shots here and there, and, and he's, you know, he's pretty close to where, he, where he's been over his career. Uh, so, you know, we'll see. I, you know, like you said, it's only the, this is only going to be the seventh game of the season, so certainly there's no no cause to panic at this point, but uh, I think, you know, obviously fans have expected that from, from what, from Terrence, from what he's done in the past. Yeah, and he's so streaky, uh, such a rhythm shooter. Streaky can have a negative connotation sometimes. How about we'll call him a rhythm shooter? And so obviously, if he gets rolling, um, they're going to come in bunches. But uh, you brought up an interesting point, Roy, about kind of you know putting your head down, getting to the basket, getting that confidence of see uh, of getting a layup in or getting to the free throw line, just watching the ball go through the bucket. Sometimes I think maybe it's not just T. Ross that that you know that sort of um, I guess that mentality is kind of setting in. When the offense struggles the way it has, I think whether it's Vooch or Evan Fournier or some of the guys that you rely upon for offense, it feels like you know at times maybe everybody's just trying to do it themselves or everybody's trying you know to to say I'm going to be the one to fix this right now. And you know whether or not we're talking about snapping the ball around and, and ball movement and things like that or just kind of a mentality, it feels like look if everybody just relaxes and relies upon the fact that the defense has been really, really darn good so far this year. The offense is going to come eventually. Does it feel like they're pressing a little bit, especially as you get into games and you start to look up and, you know, you're 4 of 18 from three-point range as a team? Maybe just relax, trust the offense a little more, maybe get easy buckets, get your head down, get to the bucket, um, or get out and transition and run. Maybe just relax a little bit offensively and the points will come. Yeah, no question. And I think that a good example of, of that type of play is Aaron Gordon. You know, he's really the first two preseason games. I mean, it was the, the, the opener in San Antonio. He had a quiet 14 points. You're like, man, Aaron had 14 points, but it just came. So in so much of, in the rhythm of the offense, mm-hmm. he forced things. He took shots when, you know, when he had really good shots or a couple of transition baskets, same thing in Detroit, really in the flow of the offense, a couple of times he came off, off screens, and, you know, for curl jump shots, nothing was forced. You know, and then and then it sort of changed a little bit over over the course of the next few games into the regular season. You're seeing the last couple of games he's starting to get back into that. So that's certainly a, a, a great point. And, and Steve Clifford talked about, look, we we have to get back to playing the way we did last year at the end when you know over that 22 and nine stretch when the ball was moving. You know, it can't be a case where, you know, I want to make one more dribble. Okay, here comes the double team. Maybe I can get. No, he said no. We've got to be crisper. We've got to make quicker decisions. We've got to make better better decisions. You know, you saw you saw that in the second half against the Knicks game. They played that way. You know, there were a handful of times where the ball went from one side of the floor to the other. So when you do that, you know, you just make the defense work that much harder, and it creates shoot shot opportunities. It creates lanes to cut to the basket. It just creates all sorts of offense. Uh, so you're right. They can't have that mentality where you know, well, I've got to make a play. You know, certainly there are times when the shot clock's winding down and the play hasn't quite worked out where they've got to make a play. Sure. You know, but that's that's different. So, and I, and I think that a little bit of it is that, you know, the, the NBA is such a big three-point uh, league now that if you're not making threes, you almost feel like you're getting lapped, which hasn't been the case for them this year, aside from the Milwaukee game. You know, they've, they've, they've been right there. It's not like they're getting blown out every game. So I just think that, you're right. It's more important maybe to look at offensive efficiency as opposed to we got to make you know 
15 threes a game. So if, if, if they just sort of, you know, look at how they played last year and, and maintain that, they'll be fine. No, that's a, that's a good point. We're going to duck at a break here. Yeah, but you just sort of think about the mentality of, you know, you look up at the shooting numbers and they can be very, very discouraging. And then, oh, you look up at the actual scoreboard and the team's only down four or five points because the defense has been so good. I think that's something maybe mentally the team needs to get over. Let's duck at a break here. We'll come back. Roy Perry with me from Oklahoma City. Hey, Magic fans, be at Amway Center as the team takes on the top opponents like the Los Angeles Lakers. Goal State Warriors and Philadelphia 76ers when they come to town. Get your seats now at orlandomagic.com. See big games above all. More Magic Drive time when we come back. Jake Chapman with Roy Perry from the Orlando Sentinel. He is in Oklahoma City. We're getting set for the Magic and the Thunder coming your way uh, over on 104.5 The Beat. More Magic Drive time when we come back. When it comes to the best diamonds at the best prices in Florida, Magic fans choose International Diamond Center. It's why IDC has earned the title Exclusive Jeweler of the Orlando Magic year after year. IDC dominates the competition every day with a massive inventory of hand-selected diamonds, literally thousands of designer rings, an unparalleled selection of fashion jewelry, the guaranteed best values in America, and the strongest warranties in the jewelry industry. Learn more at shopidc.com slash gomagic, where Magic fans shop for jewelry. Orlando Magic Flex Plans get you the games you want, when you want. Choose any games, lock in your seats, and save big off-gate prices. You can see top opponents like the Los Angeles Lakers and the Houston Rockets, or choose the weekend games to fit your schedule. Any way you build it, Flex Plans allow you to experience magic above all the way you want. Visit orlandomagic.com slash flexplans to customize your plan today. Hey, Magic fans, when the Magic win, you win with Papa John's Pizza. The day after a Magic win, get 50% off regular menu price online orders at papajohns.com when you use the promo code MAGICWIN. That's right, celebrate a Magic win the next day with 50% off online orders at Papa John's. And don't miss a shot. Track your order live with Papa Track. Papa John's, official pizza of the Orlando Magic. Offer good online only, not valid with any other discounts, delivery fee, and taxes extra, and not subject to discount offer. At Mountain Dew, we say here's to the doers. The people who know you gotta do what you gotta do. Who do it big. Then do it bigger. Who don't just watch. So if there's something you wanna do, here's a little advice. Grab yourself an ice-cold Mountain Dew. And get to it. That's right. Get going. Get started. Stand up. Jump up. Grab hold of it. Work it out. Grind it out. Get stoked. Get passionate. And do it. Don't ask how you should do it. Don't ask if it can be done. Because there are those who don't. And those who do. Let's do. Let's do. Let's do. Let's do the do. Aaron Gordon takes a handoff, comes down the baseline, got to the top and rammed it home. Back-to-back dunks, Orlando. This is a three-point game. Hi, this is Orlando Magic head coach Steve Clifford. Since day one, the Orlando Magic have trusted the professionals at Jewett Orthopedic Clinic to keep us in the game. We not only think they are the best orthopedic group in Orlando, we think they are the best throughout the NBA. So go where the pros go and get back in the game with Jewett Orthopedic Clinic. Jewett Orthopedic Clinic, the official team physicians for your Orlando Magic. Magic fans, are you in need of a new roof? Roof damage is not always visible from the ground. In order to make sure your roof is sealed and secure during rain and hurricane seasons, call Carol Bradford Roofing today for a free roof inspection. As the official builder of the Magic, Carol Bradford Roofing is a licensed and insured family-owned company who's been trusted for years to provide quality work and products to protect the most prized possessions under a roof, your family. To speak with a professional today, call 833-237-ROOF or visit cbroofing.com and mention the Magic to receive $500 off your new roof roof. 
Hey, Magic fans, here's a pass that always leads to a score. Buy or renew a qualifying Walt Disney World annual pass at Amway Center this season and score a free Orlando Magic Nike Swingman jersey in the color of your choice. One annual pass gets you a year of theme park magic at all four Walt Disney World parks and an Orlando Magic jersey. That's twice the magic. Visit the Orlando Magic team shop at Amway Center or orlandomagic.com slash annual pass for more information. I'm Robert Palmer, president of RP Funding. With home values at an all-time high, smart homeowners are using RP Funding to access their home equity now more than ever. Home equity could be the best way to finance home improvements, consolidate debt, make investments, or even large purchases. But don't use your home equity to pay closing costs. Let me pay them instead. Call 855-773-8634, 855-773-8634, or visit rpfunding.com. Terms and conditions apply. See website in MLS 701-68, equal housing. This is Aaron Gordon of the Orlando Magic. It's time to get ready for tonight's game with Magic Drive Time. And welcome back into Magic Drive Time. Jake Chapman here with you in our Magic Studios, getting set for the Magic and the Thunder tonight. It'll be an 8 o'clock tip pregame at 7.30, and you can hear it over on 96.9 Sister Station, 104.5 The Beat. And then it'll be on to Dallas tomorrow for a tough matchup with Luka Doncic, Kristaps Porzingis, and the Dallas Mavericks. And Dante Marcatelli will be my guest tomorrow from Dallas. But for now, we head back to Oklahoma City. Roy Perry, kind enough to give us some time tonight on Magic Drive Time. And Roy, we, we talked about the offense a little bit. It's obviously been a, a slog so far uh, early on this season. Is there anything? Obviously, Cliff is, is making some tweaks to the rotation. And, you know, Markel folds into the starting line up DJ with the twos but is there anything as far as a point of emphasis or maybe you know saying let's get out and transition let's use turnovers and and miss shots and get out and really run and try to get some easy buckets or um, you know let's work the ball inside a little bit more not fall in love so much with the three or you know is there any sort of a a, a strategic point of emphasis you think maybe Cliff can give his guys to to sort of jumpstart the offense a little bit yeah I think that Certainly trying to get out and transition off of turnovers has, has been something that he's talked about. He felt like they did it pretty well last year and they wanted to be better at it this year. Uh, you know, so I think that with Markell in the starting rotation might give them a better chance to convert a few more of those turnovers. You know, we've seen he's been able to finish at the rim. You know, he he's draws the defenders when he gets down the floor. He's, you know, he's not. I wouldn't say he's fast with the basketball, but he's really shifty with the basketball. Yeah. So. Yeah, you know, just the way he's able to get the ball down the floor in a hurry certainly would help in that regard. And and in terms of offensive rebounding, it is something that Clifford has talked about. It's not something that comes easily to him considering, you know, his background, you know, with the Van Gundys. But he said that, you know, they have uh, players who are, you know, with high high basketball IQ, so they, they know when to crash the glass and when they need to get back on defense because there is that fine line, you know, especially uh, tonight against OKC where they're going to push the ball up the floor. They're going to have to, you know, get back in defense. So, you know, it, it is a little bit of a shell game, you know, with that. So I think that you know, they, they, they can be a little bit better, uh, you know, maybe crashing the boards. You know, obviously you get, you know, Vooch can get in there. He can tip the ball out. You know, Jonathan Isaac can, can tip the ball out. Uh, so certainly creating points that way. And uh, I, I, I think that just, you know, Markell's presence uh, should start to open up things up a little bit. Make you know make things a little a little bit easier. Uh, so and I don't know if they have to necessarily settle for three pointers. We talked about the three point shooting earlier. So you know if they just concentrate on taking good shots, not necessarily where they are on the floor. You know certainly if you're open and you have a three pointer and you know 
take the shot if that's what, you know, if it looks like it's uh, in good rhythm. Let's talk about the Thunder a little bit. You mentioned getting out in transition. I know Cliff uh, mentioned this morning at shoot-around that that point guard-heavy lineup, or at least the, the different ball handlers and, and penetrators they can trot out there at you, um, is, is kind of his first point of emphasis between Shea Gilgis-Alexander, um, the outstanding second-year point guard, Chris Paul, obviously, and then Schroeder off the bench, who we're very familiar with here. Um, <laughs> right. <laughs> right. I mean, between those three guys, like, that's uh, – that is a, a a probing perimeter defensive nightmare, or at least it can be. And then you got Gallinari. I mean, this is a team, obviously, people sort of left them for dead after the Westbrook trade and after Paul George left, but still some talent here. Yeah, no question. I, you know, I think that anytime you have young players, you know, you're going to find inconsistency, but you also find guys who they just don't know any differently. They just go out there and play the game. They're, they play freer. You know, they play with confidence. So and that's a little bit of what you're seeing. Obviously, Gall- you know, Gallinari is a veteran. You know, had a really good year last year with the Clippers. Uh, and they're just they're, – they are a very dynamic team. And, you know, obviously, no Paul George, no Russell Westbrook. So the Thunder of old are, are, are mostly gone. You, you know, you've, you've got younger guys in there. And so, obviously, Chris Paul is not a young guy, but he's a veteran. He's, he's a very smart player. Um you know, you know, certainly makes your team better in a lot of ways. Uh, he's shooting almost fifty percent from the three-point line. So, mm. you know, you know, if he's on the floor with, uh, you know, with Gildas Alexander, he gets to the paint. Paul flares out to the three-point line. You've got to help. He kicks it out, wide open three-pointer. So, as you mentioned, you you see how this works. And and sometimes they put three of them on the floor at the same time. Uh, those three guys, Schroeder, Paul, and and, and Gildas Alexander. So. You know, as you mentioned, Magic fans know what Schroeder can do. That guy can get going in a hurry, and uh, he really is a great shot maker. Um, you know, he's averaging 15 a game. Uh, you know, Chris Paul's averaging just under 15 a game. Their minutes are pretty balanced, so, you know, Billy Donovan's doing a good job of mixing those guys in. Um, it'll be a handful tonight. There's no question. And, and, and they, defensively, they really have a lot of ball pressure. So, you know, ball security will be a key tonight. They're not, I think they're fourth in the NBA in points allowed per game. Uh, I think the number two in field goal percentage by an opponent. So they, they don't make things easy on you as well. Do we know? I don't think we have any word on Steven Adams and whether or not he'll be available tonight, but the rebounding number is really good for this OKC team. They're fourth right now uh, in rebounding. And, you know, it's crazy, but that's been a little bit of an issue for the Magic so far this year. I think, what, five out of six games they've been out-rebounded. That's something that can't continue. I mean, this is a Magic team with its size, with its athleticism that should be one of the, you know, a top five or at least a top ten rebounding team in the league. That could pose some problems tonight. Yeah, and I think that, you know, obviously if Adams doesn't play, that, that certainly helps the Magic sure. a lot. They're definitely not as good of a rebounding team, you know. But, um, yeah, you know, it's just a physicality issue, I think, at this point, Jake. It's, mm-hmm. it's not so much, uh, you know, anything else. It's just, uh, you know, Steve Clifford says that they need to be more physical in there. They know they don't. They don't work on rebounding in practice for, for a lot of reasons. It's just, you know, something that, you know, NBA guys just know how to do. Positioning, you know, you block your guy out, you know, you you know, you go get the basketball. So it's just really a matter of them being more physical. And they put a, a lot more emphasis on that in the last few, the last couple of games. Uh, so, but yeah, no, no question, rebounding, you know, could be uh, 
one of the big keys for tonight's game. Roy Perry from the Sentinel, my guest. Before I get you out of here, Roy, let's talk about Billy Donovan for a second. Has anybody had a weirder NBA experience <laughs> than <laughs> Billy Donovan? Obviously the magic thing, and that worked out well for both parties, I think. He won a national championship. The magic got Stan Van Gundy, made a trip to the finals. But then he comes to Oklahoma City in 2015. He relieves Scott Brooks. Everything is good. We got Kevin Durant. We got Russell Westbrook. We're moving forward. And then a few short years later, and not because of anything Billy Donovan did, he's got this group of guys, and he's actually probably a really good coach to have in place for a rebuild and all those draft picks. I think he'll, you know, should he hang on, he's going to be good at developing these guys. But uh, it's been a, a strange odyssey for Billy Donovan. Yeah, no question. I I don't even know if you can compare it to, to another coach. So I think, you know, perhaps being an OKC was a, you know, a good place for him to, to get to get started. You know, you've got some veteran players. You've got, you know, obviously, you know, two of the best players in, in Durant and Westbrook. So I think just the way that he's able to relate to younger players uh, certainly will, will, will help him as they move forward. And certainly no indication that he won't be the coach, um, you know, moving forward. So, and it's always tough when you play in the West. You've, you've got to deal with a number of really good teams, obviously Golden State being at the top of the list the last few years. You know, so your expectations are you – know, they've always been pretty high here. And, you know, last year, you know, losing the way they did to, you know, to Portland, I think probably stung a lot. It may be, you know, maybe uh, bringing in some new players is, is what is what they need. So, you know, certainly they've been in every game this year. And so, he, you know, obviously he knows how to coach. He's using his roster well. It's fun to watch. It's, 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 it's fun to watch. Yeah, there it's, a, it's an interesting group. And certainly, you know, it, it, it's not a done deal that the Magic just going to roll in and get a W tonight, although it would be nice uh, to get this one with the Dallas Mavericks looming tomorrow night. He's Roy Perry at OS Roy Perry on Twitter. Does a phenomenal job covering the Magic for the Orlando Sentinel and did a phenomenal job today on Magic Drive Time. Thanks, Roy. I appreciate it, man. Hey, Jake. Thanks for having me. I appreciate it. Yeah, absolutely. There he is, Roy Perry, and this has been Magic Drive Time. We'll be back tomorrow night. Dante Marcatelli will join me from Dallas. Magic Thunder tonight, an 8 o'clock tip, and you can hear it uh, the pregame beginning at 7.30 over on 104.5 The Beat. Back tomorrow night with another edition of Magic Drive Time right here, 96.9 The Game. Our magic never compromise on the court. And magic fans don't have to compromise when it comes to diamonds, engagement rings, and fine jewelry. You always get more at International Diamond Center. IDC is Florida's leading jeweler, recognized statewide for excellence in every category, selection, value, and trust. And that's why we've been named exclusive jeweler of the Orlando Magic again this year. So come visit one of our eight showrooms across the state or 24-7 at shopidc.com forward slash go magic. International Diamond Center, where magic fans shop for jewelry. Amway Center and cheer for Magic above all as the Orlando Magic battle the Philadelphia 76ers on Wednesday, November 13th. See the team take on Joel Embiid, Ben Simmons, and the rest of the Sixers during one of the biggest games of the season. Tip-off is at 7 p.m. Another rebound, Orlando. That's Isaac. He'll take one step to the top and pack it down. Buy your tickets today at orlandomagic.com to see the Magic play the Sixers Wednesday, November 13th. It's big games above all.